Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. We are back here at East State Media for another episode of My Story. Bit of a hybrid episode. We're going to talk about uh, this man's story, but of course we're going to talk a bit of wrestling, I no doubt as well. Uh, but I'm delighted to be uh, joined by former Talk Sport US editor, now Daily Mail sports editor. Yes, that's right. Sports Mr. Alex McCarthy. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much for having me, brother. Uh, Long overdue that we did this know, in the mate. flesh. It was wicked. Actually, shake a hand. There you go. Done a few on Zoom and well, Streamyard and all the rest. That's of it. it. That's but, it. Um, when uh, I hit you up a couple of weeks ago and I was like, "Oh, you're going to be in Cardiff, aren't you?" Got to do something, haven't we? Well, if you're already in town, you know, got to makes, do something. Makes sense. So, so yes, uh, yeah. WWE's in town, mate, and uh, they've brought you with them. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they've uh, brought thousands of people. But I, I'm sure I saw Ariel Hawani when I was waiting for you in the car just now. Yeah, I, I saw, saw him this morning. I saw him. I had a good chat with him because he, um, he obviously had Triple H yesterday. Which is funny because the highlight of my career is probably Triple H in Cardiff, ironically, uh, three years ago. That was for NXT 2019. UK, yeah, it was after TakeOver. So when you... Uh, I just said to him, like, yeah, how amazing that is. And he had him for an hour and a half. I only had him for half an hour. He had him for an hour and a half. And what a time to have Triple H, right? Yeah. Like, you know, everything that's Especially changing creatively. Time, um, and that interview, I think, is going to drop. They were saying it's going to drop this afternoon. Or I don't know when this drops, but mm. uh, what day is it today? Friday afternoon going into the evening. And uh, I, you just know it's going to be big headline news. So, um, man, Ariel's great, though. I like, yeah. We were talking as well that uh, he went to see Forest City. He, he's like a he's become a Forest fan for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and he, we were just talking about that really you saw the Erling Haaland masterclass Indeed. this week so yeah I mean fair play fair play I say Haaland's going to score about 50 it's ridiculous, million it? goals this he's going to be the you know how like La Liga numbers where Ronaldo and Messi and you'd be like oh, that's ridiculous like more, yeah. more goals than games like Haaland's going to be the first guy to really do that here I think Suarez came close but Harlan's going to be the guy who. Yeah. He's, he's seriously, he might get like 40 goals. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Well, I think he's on about like. If he stays fit. He's on 10 already, I think, isn't he? Because he scored two hat tricks. Is it nine? Nine? He nine might be or on. Ten. Something like that. But either, either way, I know he's had some injury issues yeah. in Dortmund. If he stays fit, Scary. it's a wrap. Scary for the rest of us. It really is. But, um, can't talk about football. We haven't got enough time. <laughs> so, um, sure. Talk to me a bit. Let's talk about WWE first of all. You mentioned there's been some big changes. Triple H is in charge. First question: Do you think, in the whatever it is five six weeks since he's taken over, you can see a big change? Yes, yes, I do think that. Um, even from my own personal enjoyment, I think WWE has become infinitely more enjoyable to watch. Um, you know, it, it just the small things. I mean, he's given people their names back. Not that I really makes a difference in the viewing pleasure, but. He's put an emphasis on the mid-card titles, right? US title, IC title. He, he's uh, showing the prestige and the lineage of the belts that were sorely lacking beforehand. Yeah. So it's been great to see them get showcased in a, in a pivotal light. Stories actually connect from week to week now. Mm-hmm. Like, things matter. Um, we, we've been given cool surprises like Gargano and, and like even like the way they end shows. Right, like I think at its apex, which to me WWE was probably the turn of the millennium, right? Mm-hmm. Like '99 into '01 is probably the apex. Uh, every show ended in a way that was like not 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 necessarily a cliffhanger, but like there was a reason for you to get invested in what's going to happen next, or you know it it, it would like, it kind of took it up a notch. And Raw was sorely missing that for a long time. Um, whereas now, you know, even like the Beth Phoenix moment <laughs> at the end of uh, a week ago's Raw. Like, just so cool, like her and Ripley opposite each other, and uh, man, like, he, it's just like a through it's very, point in it to the very small episode. things that he's he's added that you know you would think are basics, and it's just made the show so much better. But those things went away, so like when we were younger, when I was a kid, like you would watch the end of Raw and you were itching to watch the next week's episode, yes. Whereas, probably, I'd say, about eight from about eight weeks ago. I was pretty much watching clips on YouTube. Yeah, I me wasn't too. Watching Raw. I, I've, I've been quite open about this. I, I kind of fell out, fell out of love with WWE for a little bit after WrestleMania. I just got a very samey. It was just vibe. difficult to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. I watched. I didn't even know. I didn't even watch SmackDown. I was just watching clips on YouTube, which is sad because it's something which I've has been appointment viewing TV for me for like twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then to see it sort of get to that state was a bit depressing. But then to see it kind of turn around real quick has been fascinating to watch from the outside. And like you can tell by the social media turn, you can tell by the you know, the wrestling media, the journalism, the the websites, the rest of it. Like there is a turn and also it's weird that it's coincided with AEW having a slight few dip. issues for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Which I, mean, I think also as well, uh, you know, and you can see this by the numbers that he he's gone out of his way to make Raw in particular a more wrestling show. Yeah, there is more wrestling on the show. The matches are given more time. I was speaking to Damian Priest today, not trying to name drop, and uh, 
he he was saying, you know, like, wow, given 30 minutes to go with Edge in the main event in Toronto, Edge obviously has that pull. But that's still not the point. Like, would yeah. they have got that no. from Vincent Mann? Probably not. But Triple H, of course, like, you know, that's what he built the NXT brand on, was good wrestling. Uh, and he saw the future of the business the same way AEW has. So, um, you know, you still get the hallmarks of what WWE is, the larger than life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the characters. But I think if you mesh that with the style of wrestling that a lot of people have come to crave and expect in this day and age, it's a perfect marriage. Yeah. And hopefully Triple H is the guy, the perfect guy to make that work. Uh, and, and I think the signs are there. Yeah, I think it's all, it is, the, even the viewing figures have gone up. And I, like they're going up yeah. each week. Which Can't for, deny that. For how many years has it been going down each week? It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating to watch the two companies kind of where they are now compared to where they were a year ago and the the general reactions and what people were you know talking about feeling about them yeah as i mean as... i mean there's a real kind of juxtaposition between AEW and WWE anyway in um i mean perpetually they're the same thing right yeah. like uh but they're very different they're very different right so i mean ostensibly speaking they are both wrestling companies, but WWE has always marketed itself as like you know a global entity, like a global mm. entertainment brand. But now Triple H is actually getting back to the roots of what it is, which is a wrestling company. And it was so weird for so long that Vince McMahon was so adamantly against that, yeah, saying, you know, don't, don't say the word wrestler. Like, what the hell is that about? That's so stupid. Um, and then, you know, now that they're embracing that, uh, I think there's a whole legion of fans that are now interested again, that have yes. become kind of jaded with the WWE style. And I'll be the first to admit, I'd become mm. a bit jaded. Uh, you know, uh, and, and that kind of hurts to say yeah. that for the same reasons that you said earlier. But now AEW, this like you know land of paradise, as it was kind of thought of at one point, these backstage issues and like you know the bloated roster, uh, I guess it was bound to happen. Um, as as the company is still, you remember the company is only three years old. Yeah, it, you know the infrastructure is is ever changing and growing. And any company, not just AEW, any company like that that grows exponentially, like AEW has, you're gonna run into problems. Of course like you are. like, and it's not to say that the sink the ship is sinking or you know it's they're they're terminal problems. Nothing like that, but. Um, it was there was always going to be trying times for AEW when you're growing at the rate they are at the level they operate. It's it's nature. Yeah, you can't do what they're doing and the speed they've done it, and then not come into a few teething it's problems. It's not always going to be. It's not plain sailing. It's no, and I think I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's because they brought in this guy and that guy." You can't tell me that if you've got a a wrestling company and you're the second biggest wrestling company in the world, say that Brian Danielson or Cesaro or you know all the rest of you the people not get CM them. Punk you if they're available you get them and if WWE I think now if those people were available Triple H would want them of course maybe bar of course. CM Punk uh, and I even think that he probably would I think he'd probably set himself aside for the business that could be done with Punk it it's annoying like because you look at someone like Cody Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. 
Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. I know Triple H can't wrestle again now, mm. which is sad. Like, I wish he'd gone out his own on his own terms. But like to bring Cody back to WWE after the throne smash, yeah, right. And you got to remember Triple H was like the, you know, the head of talent relations for for a while, and he's been in charge of recruiting. You know, wow. That, I mean, that would have been amazing if you could have paid that off with, with a feud and a rivalry. Unfortunately, we can't. But um, not much gets done without Triple H's say so. Certainly not now. And I still think he has. You know, there, it is, there's obviously some things that he feels differently to Vince from. Mm. We've seen them all already. We've discussed them already. Um, but one of them that I do think he has is that, you know, business is business. Yeah. And if good business can be done, they would be open to doing it. I wouldn't say there's a single person in AEW right now um, that WWE would categorically say, no, if yeah. it could benefit them down the road, they, I think they would look into it. 100%. And I mean, obviously they tried to sign them like, like Omega and the Young Bucks and people before AEW was a thing. So And it's worth noting that Omega and the Bucks had great things to say about Triple H. Yeah. If, if, if AEW wasn't a thing, they would be there. Absolutely. Let's, let's not get that twisted. They would be there. They would have took the, you know, the biggest paydays of their careers um, and they would have took their talents there. And under Triple H and NXT, I'm sure it would have gone great. Honestly, I am. Yeah. I, I have very high confidence that they are on the same page. And I've had interviews with the Bucks and Omega where they've told me what they talked about with Triple H. And I've asked Triple H. Like, they all seem to be on the same page of what they see wrestling as. And you can see that reflected in what Triple H is, uh, the way he runs NXT and, and WWE, right? So I don't doubt that. The problem would have been, as the elite have already alluded to, okay, what happens when you get to the main roster? Yeah. And then Vince McMahon looks at you, and it's not, it just wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't. No. Have, I just don't think it would have worked. Kenny might have had an AJ Styles run. He might have, but still, like it wouldn't have been what we would have all wanted. So I think, um, is it more plausible now? Of course it is. But you know, it's, it's only kind of fantasy, yeah. right? Because you know the, how deeply embedded they are with AEW. Unless that were to change, you know. All I will say is, okay, I don't see it happening. But I didn't see the Cody thing happening. But then now that it has happened, it kind of makes a lot of sense. You think yeah. you kind of feel foolish for thinking that it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's it's almost like it made when you look at it now. It's just like, well, of course, it makes sense. Of course, he, he wanted to go back to you know where where he began and he, you know for his family's legacy and, and you know he signed a mega million deal as well to go back. Like, of course, and, and what yes. would the value of a Kenny Omega or a Young Bucks be before they retire? Oh God, a no. lot. If you I mean, and I think Triple H would put a high value on them. So the fact that they had good talks. And, you know, like I said, they, they all bought into what Triple H had to say. It says a lot. Mm. So just to kind of wrap up on the wrestling bit for a minute, um, right. I want to ask you a couple of questions about tomorrow. Uh, sure. Which match are you looking forward to the most? I am looking... Can I swear on this? Yeah. I'm looking forward to Sheamus and Walter being... Uh, Gunther being the seven stage of shit out of each other. He'll be Walter that, again soon enough. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I I did an interview with Dewdrop recently where she said she had spoken to Triple H about changing the name. So she obviously didn't um, And she said, like, she thinks a lot of people are doing that with Triple H, and obviously we've seen people get their first names back. I think... Uh, I spoke to Walter and Ludwig Kaiser, Marcel mm-hmm. Bartel, today. I, they, they, I asked them directly, would they be speaking to Triple H about something? But I think, I think they're fine now. Like, they've already made the change... It almost doesn't make sense to change that. Why would you change it again now? Just, be, just, be, just really. be confusing to go back now. Whereas a dewdrop, 
yeah. think you could go back. Yeah, she, like, I mean, if she turns on uh, Nikki or something, and and you can do it as a whole. I think you, I think you could definitely go. Her, I think you could definitely go back. Then, yeah. So, um, but we, you know, it's harder with Gunther, especially how he's been positioned. So, uh, he's also carried that name change very well. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. And I still, I still prefer Walter, yeah, but you know, it it works for what it is. But uh, I think him and Seamus, that's going to be so brutal. Yeah. Um, so violent, uh, and you know Seamus can take it, so you know Walter's going to give it. Um, and obviously, you've got the added element of Seamus trying to get the clean sweep. I think only Edge has got it, where you've won everything, mm. and it, it, that includes not just titles, but King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank. Seamus is the only one who needs the IC title to complete the the sweep. So you've got that. Um, I also think Riddle and Rollins has heated up tremendously. So when good. when that was called off SummerSlam, everyone was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Like, why would you pull that?" And you know, same with a Clash of the Castle. Um, and then now with what they've done on TV to build it up, I feel they've done a great job. Uh, everyone's got more invested. Everyone loved how Rollins crucified uh, uh, Riddle on the mic this week. Um, yeah, that spin on the John Jones Cormier Mike Black interview great. was superb. He's still there. <laughs> He's still there, pussy. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was, honestly, it was great. Um, but and I feel that's like a trip, that's got, I think that's a Triple H thing, looking at things differently and saying things don't have to be the same all the time. We don't have to do what exactly. we did ten years ago. Exactly. And, and normally people go, oh, you yeah, know, SummerSlam's the biggest show of the year, right? Mm. Like. Uh, you know, all the big matches should happen there. But, you know, the, the, I guess there's a narrative to be spun here. You're going to get close to 70,000. I think we're at about, it was about 65 sold thousand-ish, last time I heard. Um, so you're going to get close to 70,000 people. This is a big deal, this show. Yeah. You need to fill it out with big matches. And I would much rather we're getting Rollins and Riddle for the first time with the heat that we've got than they'd already had a match and we're getting the rematch. Exactly that, and that was what I was worried about when they announced this show. Is that it would be like a those kind of B like shows that we got back in the day, like yeah, like um, was it Insurrection and Backlash, and the, you know they were, you know they were good for what they were, but they weren't. You're never going to see a title change, pay, prop, yeah, yeah, yeah. proper pay per views. They you know, like you say title changes and things like that. Um, the riddle. Uh, the other thing which they did was the riddle and uh, Rollins fighting in the car park, and they released it on social well, media before the show. Yeah. What a way to promote your show without promoting your show. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of small things they're doing um, that work, and and really, what what Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon had done, he'd got very formulaic, right? Like, go to the ring, kind of promo. Yeah. You know, distraction finish. That's the, that's a feud. And the right. show was almost the same order as well. Someone comes out, cuts a promo, yeah. go to break. You know, at least, at least you know, these, these are a bit more unorthodox methods to switch it up a little bit. Um, I'm all for it. Like, yeah. I, I, the, the monotony of what WWE had become was, was becoming difficult to stomach. Mm. Uh, title changes tomorrow, any? Oh, I don't... So, let me put this to you. I think uh, Paul Heyman turns up before the Roman Reigns match. Mm-hmm. And says that the titles, uh, the, that match is only for one of the titles, is my prediction. Um, and then Drew McIntyre will win. Maybe if, with if some the titles, sort of yeah. shenanigans from someone. But. Yeah. Well, if, if if the titles can be split right, and it's like okay, all for one belt, I could I could buy a Drew victory, and there would be a fever pitch in the stadium. Yeah. I don't think Sheamus Andrew will win. 
So it'll be one or the other. But then I've said I said that WrestleMania thirty five and all the baby faces won. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the, the thing with the Sheamus Gunther match is you all right. Sheamus can win it, but you only really do it if you need Gunther to drop it to move to something else. Is he next in line with the title? Like, and basically, when he goes for the title, he's pretty much got to win it. So, it, it, you're putting yourself in a bit of position, I think, with with Gunther because his trajectory is probably going to supersede everyone else's in the brand. So, you want to probably keep him as a dominant IC champ for a while yet, I would think. So, I suspect he'll win, and I think Liv Morgan retains against Shayna. She needs a, a strong win as champion. Um, Triple H like Shayna though is my yeah he I think does she could be a real good heel champion she could but it's just I don't have the momentum's there and then, yeah and maybe then, not the right time but I think I, I, I just goal. I, I think if you're gonna try and make Liv as champion you've got to do it you, properly you? she needs a win bad mm. like the Ronda Rousey feud I mean I don't think any yeah. any of us thought she was gonna win clean but she needed something better than what she got yes. Um you're trying to you're trying to convince an audience that this is somebody who belongs in the top bracket who you know as 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 a champion you should have the propensity to beat anyone basically but really she's kind of like uh Rey Mysterio-esque in his first title run like you know skating by yeah um it's it's not ideal especially for a first time champion you want them to feel like they belong hangman Adam page was done majestically in AEW Brian Danielson out of the gate beats him Right, goes the distance, then beats him. Has a great match with like Lars Archer and a few others. Like he was established as someone who could beat the top players around him. Danielson was unbeaten before mm-hmm. Page got to him. Right, like it's th- this is this is how you establish people. But they're so concerned with the value of Ronda Rousey that you can't possibly have someone go over her. Like you know, yeah, putting yourself into corners. W- you got to put your WWE hat on yeah. sometimes and say you know, like, how if you don't want to do beat it? someone don't put don't do the match precisely no. but they do yeah I mean on that front um, I see a lot of people saying that they think that Roman Reigns is going to lose and then Bray Wyatt's going to turn up in Cardiff mm. ain't going to happen for me no. because I don't think you can get him over here and no one sees him beforehand I mean they've got private jets they probably could but yeah, it's difficult for sure much more difficult than, than doing it in America or, or Canada or somewhere I think isn't it yeah it is it is but my only my only I my think only Tyson Fury but Tyson Fury sitting at ringside is more prevalent yes than, than anyone anything else I think my thing with Bray Wyatt is if he if he was to turn up my only hope is that he turns up to feud with Roman Reigns but not over the title so if Drew's going to win it and then they can do something after the match to start a feud with Roman and Bray continued from before but not over the title because that's what ultimately cocked up the fiend in the first place was that they put him in title matches well, I mean the booking of the, the Rolex, and Goldberg the Rolex, yeah. oh don't get me started yes um, but if the other thing you have to consider with Roman right and, and there's two schools of thought with this does he need the title to face the rock next year now most of us would say no. Yeah. It's a big enough match as it is. But then you have to consider that the Tribal Chief character and what they would be feuding over, head of the table, you know, legendary Samoan status, maybe you do need the title involved in yeah. that, right? Because it's kind of like all about who Roman Reigns is. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what The Rock is going to come back and basically challenge the status quo that's become. Um, 
I guess he kind of does need the belt. But again, there are ways you can do it without it. And if you do, you know, particularly the the, the without route. It doesn't need both the belts. Is my no, it doesn't need both the belts. Split one off. But again, still makes Reigns look more powerful. With yes, of course. Um, But you know, you have plenty of options if you if you take the belts off Roman. And I and I personally feel like you could do Rock and Roman without the belts. But I just feel WWE probably will do it. And in in that case, I don't I don't see them ending it now. And also, Roman goes over the Rock. Let's not forget that. So then. He's going to have had the belt nearly, what, two and a half years. So someone, whether it's a riddle, a gunter... My argument is when someone beats Reigns, exactly what you just said, they have to be made. Drew beating Roman? He's already made. He's already, I mean, yeah, I get it. He's already nearly there. It'd be like a Lesnar ending the streak situation where you'd be like, I mean, I understand WWE's perspective. It has to be someone who could beat the streak, but... I still think that there was other people you could have had break the streak that would have got a better rub. Do not make the same mistake with Roman, right? Make sure whoever beats him, it could be a Cody. And I know he's kind of made, but he's never been to the top of the mountain. Mm. Um, you know, Seth doesn't need it. But a Volta or a Bron Breaker, I mean, Bron Breaker might not ever be ready, um, but, you know. Even Johnny Gargano as an underdog, there's a story to be told. I don't think it'll yeah, happen, I'm just saying there but is But you a story want the to next person to be maybe the guy. Yeah. Not just like, okay, someone who's going to, yeah. You want it, you know, and, and Walter is someone, Gunther, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, you, you could, like, there are tons of dream matches for him. You want him to go against like Drew, Roman, and Brock. That's that's a year worth of programs. Right I'd like to there. see him versus Cody, I would. That's a match I yeah. don't think I've ever seen. Uh, but Brock and Walter is the one. Yeah. I'd even watch Walter slap the shit out of Goldberg's chest. Like, give me that. I'll take that. Um, there's just, yeah. I feel like there's more there with that. For Drew to win it, yes, it would be an amazing moment in the UK. It would be great, right? Like, everyone, it would be well-received. And it would be a memorable thing the same way as Bulldog beating Bret Hart. Sure. Is SummerSlam 92 the same if Bret Hart wins? I don't know if it's the same. Well, it's, it's not, still it's not good, be, is it? It's still, it's still good, but it's not going to be revered yeah. and remembered the way it was. Yeah. So, you know, you could make the argument that, okay, they want to make an indelible moment here which leads to Drew McIntyre winning. But I, I just think for the, in the grander scheme, if you've had him have the belt for two years, the significance of that should be for someone who, who's arriving yeah, in the main Yeah, they make something new. And I think there's... The three which stick out for me is like Riddle, uh, Walter and Cody. Like those three... Any of those three, you yeah. can do something special with them, take them to the next level. Sure, yeah. Whether WWE feels the same is probably another thing. And uh, as always, we'll see, I guess. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you, mate, just to, for this last... Uh, Me? This last part. Sure. Yes, indeed, because um, you've had a few changes since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, obviously. So, first of all, tell me a bit about when you kind of joined, because I don't think we've ever talked about this, but, like, how did you get into, like, talk sport and into that realm of things? So, I was doing... Um, wrestling stuff with Give Me Sport. Now, the short version of that, Give Me Sport was really my first foray into journalism. I had been doing some bits and pieces of writing, but it was my first like staff writer job. Um, and they had me in as an NBA writer. That was my way in. They had a, they had an official partnership with the NBA. Um, and I'm one of the few Brits, I guess, that can write and knows about the NBA. So I got in there. Then I became the US edit, uh, writer. And as part of that, 
WWE fell under my jurisdiction. There wasn't many people in the office putting themselves forward to write about it, but I was very much like, yeah, I'll take it. And I remember we got offered a Seamus interview and Big Show. Big Show was my first one. And they just went so well. Mm. Um, and the numbers did so good that they were just like, yeah, man, like, let's, just, let's keep riding this. And uh, and it just kept going and going and going. And, and they put me on football writing for a little bit, which kind of perturbed me. But when, uh, I think by the end of my final year there, they said, you know what, just do wrestling. You're, you're good at it. It does good numbers. Just do wrestling. Fine. So that's when I started going to WrestleManias and SummerSlams. And, you know, the coverage was great. The podcast was doing really well. And then... Um, Basically, TalkSport approached me and just said, look, we are looking to expand our website team. We haven't got anyone that can really grow wrestling. We've never really done it. We've only touched a few bits and pieces. Uh, and they said that they wanted their boxing UFC as well, which is other stuff that I do. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Uh, you know, It was a good pay rise, bigger company. I'm in. I'm in. So then I went there, and then uh, I always throw out the stat interviews, but... The first year, uh, bef- sorry, the year before I joined, they'd done like maybe 30,000 clicks. In the second year, so my first year, uh, after 12 months, we've done 13 million. So the jump, you know, obviously that's more revenue for the company and you know, yeah, or whatever. And they were like, wow, like there's something going on here. And, and that's when I had a meeting with the main boss. And I was like, look, I think, I think we can have a radio show here. Like, I know it's not really what TalkSport's doing right now, but but look, there's clearly a fan base, like let's see you know, what we can do here. And I thought a phone-in would be a great idea. That took a few months to come to fruition. There was a lot of different jumping through hoops and you know people that weren't really for it or thought it could be a much smaller thing. And then eventually I was about to go out and cover the Royal Rumble uh, when Edge returned, 2020. And uh, they, I got a text just saying, listen, first Monday back after Royal Rumble, or Tuesday, I think it was. Uh, we're gonna go live. You got a show, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like I, mm. I, I had no radio experience, like, other than being like a, you know, like doing guest bits where yeah. I would tell you know I'd report, in, but like to to host, I was like, "Shit!" Um, so bit of a jump. Yeah, I, I mean, I wanted it, but I was just like, "Oh wow!" Now that I've got it, yeah. crap. Um, well, it sets in then, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. When yeah. you thought about it before, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna." So I'd like to do that. That would be good. And then suddenly it's like right. Oh, better do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it. it was it was it was great though. Like I, I loved it. The only the only thing that I would ever really complain about, um, and it's not you know it's not complaining anyone because it can't be held. But COVID, right? Like COVID stopped us from really getting people into the office. Uh, you know, couldn't do what we were doing right now. Couldn't go to WrestleMania and like do live shows. And yeah, yeah. you know, like we're doing a show from Cardiff this weekend, which you know I'm really really excited about. But you know. It was just a shame we couldn't do it while the iron was hot there and we were on the radio. We're only a podcast now. So you had the momentum, didn't you, where it was it was every week you were on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I even went on there once, I think. Yeah, you did. And, but like it was like you had momentum because it was a weekly thing, wasn't it? It was there at the same time every week. We had callers every the... week. We had, we had interviews every week. Like, And the interviews was, was, you know, they're doing numbers like gangbusters. On... Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
online and and uh, you know certainly for my presence on 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 social media and stuff, um, it was it was the most fruitful time of my career by a mile. Um, I still stand by that that show was was fantastic. Like in terms of guests, um, and just you know we were being present at events and things like that. I feel like we had a great mixture in today's climate, but eventually. Uh, I think about a year before my departure in TalkSport, they said, you know what, we're going to change TalkSport to. Um, we're going to go more live sport, which they are now. Um, and as a result, four shows had to be had to be cut. Yeah. And it's fine, I understand. Like, it, you know, it, it's always going to be the wrestling show, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. There's there also that. Aimed at you. No, I mean, our numbers were still good. Like I've said this before. We On the podcast channel, we do better than the boxing most weeks. Yeah. So it's not like a, a numbers thing, but the direction had changed. And, and like out of the shows that got cut, we were one of the only ones they kept as a podcast. So it could have been worse, I guess, mm. but uh, I still I was guided with that. And then the original boss that I'd come to work for kind of moved upstairs, and the new editor wasn't so keen on wrestling. Um, he didn't want to, you know, you really, you have to, uh, like anything, you have to be consistent, you know, X amount of stories a day and you know keep it rolling and interviews and and he just didn't want to dedicate the time to it so all of a sudden my role was kind of marginalized not marginalized they they just moved me to boxing in ufc they were you know we'd rather you focus on this going to cover live events and you know i had some great times joshua Usyk ringside fury white covering at wembley like you know and i enjoy all of that i really do but um I, I did think to myself, this wasn't exactly what I was, was brought in for now. Like, things had changed, and yeah. um, like I said, I least before we came on camera, the money hadn't changed dramatically. Mm. Um, you know, and I've got a young family, and I was thought, uh, you know, maybe I need to, to look around. But when I was thinking about looking for other jobs, I was mainly thinking, oh, maybe, you know, just to get an offer to take to talk sports. Yeah. And hopefully they would bump you up, you know, as the world works. Um, but then the offer I got was so good... I was like, oh man, I think I'm gonna have to go then. Yeah. So you know, and here I am at the Daily Mail now. Who, you know, they don't really have an interest in touching wrestling too much at the moment. Maybe the big stuff, right? Like, yeah, you know, big interviews. But um, I'm working on it. Yeah, maybe, I was gonna say maybe you can kind of steal them. I ground Talksport down, and, I, and I'm gonna grind down Daily Mail as well. But the way that the internet is and, and news is, and particularly in the UK, is ultimately whether it's the Daily Mail or the the one that won't be named and all the others, like they um they want clicks. That's how they make their money these Everybody days. Wants they don't clicks. sell they don't sell as many papers as they did twenty years ago. Mm. They rely on website clicks. So it's guess, not speaking for your boss, but I'm assuming that if you can show that there's a interest there for your content, your articles yeah. and things I like think- that. I think a little bit for Daily Mail is tonally as well. Yeah, it's a different like, thing it's to not, talk sport, isn't it? Yeah, like Obviously, historically, they've never really done that. And I think they are still confused as to where wrestling might sit. Yeah. Like, the Metro, for instance, they have WWE in their... I think it's in their showbiz section. Which is fine, because it kind of is just a TV show. Let's be honest. Uh, It is... It's very sporty. um, But I understand why some publications have uh, reservations about exactly where it sits. I understand. And I think Daily Mail are still figuring that out. And if it's a case of it ends up on showbiz, um, great. I'd still, yeah. I'd still, I'd it's still be, ha- I'd still it? be happy that it's in on on the site. Um, I do, I, I just do personally, probably from a bias perspective, feel like it should belong on the sport. But 
But then I suppose, like at the Daily Mail, have they got like separate YouTube channels for Daily Mail, Daily Mail Sport, Daily Mail Showbiz? Uh, they're okay. they're not really, really a video-led site, to be honest. So, I know they've got, they have got a YouTube though, haven't they? Yeah, they? yeah, but it, they haven't really post their own like interviews. Really? And stuff That's there. interesting. Yeah. Because like, obviously in this day and age, you know, it's... It is all video. It's all video and. <coughs> well, like, I mean, I've been trying to set something up with Tony Khan for a while, which was meant to. It was meant to happen last week. Obviously, the end of the transfer window and all that. It just didn't happen. But it's been like on the back burner for a while, and it's gonna. It's gonna happen sooner rather than later. And I imagine that he's somebody that they will be interested in hearing yeah. from. So he's also got a foot in the Premier League as well, which means yeah, he's kind of. I don't think he likes it too much when you. Mix the two. Yeah, it's like he, I think I remember when I spoke to him once. Uh, it was uh, after the first ever Double or Nothing show. And he already knew who I was, which was cool. And he was, oh, you know, thanks for coming. Obviously, I travelled to Vegas. Mm. Um, and I said, Tony, I'd love to do something just you and I one day. And he was like, of course. Yeah, it's three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, look, just just don't. Well, the one thing he said was, just don't ambush me with you know, like Fulham questions. And I was like, well, no, like. Phew. At the time, I had no interest in asking him anything yeah. about Fulham because it's not my job. Obviously, Daily Mail now, maybe, maybe I'm going to have to ask him some Daily Mail, uh, some Fulham questions. But but again, it's that's something I'd say. Do, I'd say that ahead of time. I'd, I'd give him. I'd give him fair. You know, he could if you want to ask, or just say I'll talk about it in yeah. the interview. It's whatever. It's fine. Um, but I, I know he's cautious of that. Football media is different to any other media in the world. Isn't I think it? it's so. crap. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's rubbish. Pathetic. I think um, <laughs> so. I, I obviously I work closer on football now for the first time in years mm-hmm. um, with with Daily Mail. So I'd say it's about eighty percent of what Daily Mail does on the website. But when I worked in it as a reporter and like, I was doing interviews and stuff, it, it is crap. It is crap. Ninety five percent of footballers are terrified to say anything. This is why they podcasts, mate. Well, this is it. You get you, footballer in here and just talk to them. Ninety, you know, they're terrified to say the wrong thing. Uh, every press conference is the same. Yes, I, I just it's much, much more interesting for me to talk to fighters and wrestlers. You know, because they, in essence, they want to promote themselves. Yes. They're trying to sell something, which means they're they, they're invested in giving you something good. Footballers are just. Um, they go into PR. I understand because the scrutiny in this country is insane. Yeah. Um, but this country, I mean England. But okay, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, uh, I know what you mean. It's, I understand why they well why they are like that and the PR training. I just it's, it's just frustrating. But it's it's not. Uh, I don't get the same enjoyment out of it. Like we've had, I've had football, loads of different footballers on the football show that we used to do on a Monday. I've had footballers in here as well. And one thing I notice is you could go be very careful with the questions you ask them. So like in here, it's great because we're just talking about their story and you're, they're telling you stories about yeah. their career and on tour and they're relaxed. They're just like, you know having a conversation and sharing memories. But when it was online, they were treated more as an interview. And as soon as you ask like a certain question about, um, oh, you know, how do you think the game's going to go? the next game you're playing or whatever, they go straight into PR mode and you just get the same stuff you always get. Whereas if you keep the conversation going and more general and ask them about other stories in the game, they... they, I found that... But you you couldn't possibly do that in a press conference. No, of course you can't. You couldn't. And and the same as if you get like two minutes with someone when you've got like a press junket or whatever. Yeah. As I mean, like, in in the wrestling world, 
there was we did the press junket today there's a fair few wrestlers obviously I've been doing this for years now you get to know them of course. like you know so when you see them it's easier like for for me in like a Rhea Ripley or a Finn or a Drew you know the UK fight uh, UK wrestlers even though Drew's uh, sorry Finn's Republic of Ireland but you know what I mean um, they are they tend to know the domestic do, yeah. reporters um, so you haven't got to spend so much time trying to no, you've got to remember, Rhea spent time in NXT UK, so that's the only reason I, I love yeah. her in with them. But, like, you know, as soon as you see them, it's like, hey, like, they know who you are, and you don't have to do the whole, you know, buttering yeah. up process. Uh, what I say, buttering Trying up. to build and build a rapport. rapport. It's like the, the 20, buzzword. 20 seconds, though, isn't it? Yeah, um, so you don't have to do that when you know them. You can just be like, they know what you need. Yeah. You're, you know, you know them, it's fine. Um, but still, it's not ideal. Indeed, mate. Um, look, I can sit here and just talk to you for, like, hours <laughs> and hours, but I'm very aware that you've got to get back and do... A lot of stuff. This is the Cardiff weekend, brother. Mate, it's it's, so uh, it's rammed. It's rammed. When are you? Um, when are you down till Sunday? No, I'm actually shooting after the show uh, on on Saturday. So I don't know if this is even meant to be out there. But Triple H is doing like a little press conference. Oh, uh, I saw something about it yesterday. After the show, which I yeah. will be doing, um, and then I'm going home. So tomorrow, Sorry, tomorrow afternoon is no bus. Tomorrow afternoon oh, is my uh, is really the only kind of leisure time I've got from about one till five at the start of the show. So if you're on the Cardiff, Cardiff High Street, come see. Let's you. have a beer. Let's have a you know whatever. Let's have a chat. It'd be great. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the only spare time I've got. That's mad, that is, mate. You guys, when you just said how much stuff you've got to do this afternoon, I was like. Bless you for coming down here. It's <laughs> uh, only because I like you, Simon. No, I appreciate right. it, mate, massively. Um, guys, check out Alex's stuff online. Obviously, still doing Talk Wrestling. Yes. Podcast. So special, check that out. Special, one, special one coming from... A, is that live tomorrow from Cardiff? It is Canada? not, but it is going out the same day. So, It'll be Saturday tomorrow. afternoon, and then there's going to be another one on Monday. Oh, special, mate, special. Um, links to everything for Alex is in the description as well, and... Uh, of course, please do subscribe to us and all that good stuff. Uh, guys, it's, as always, a pleasure. Cheers. See you next week. Nice one. Alex McCarthy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.